Hey, this is Sarah Lancaster, and you're watching Chuck vs. Podcast. You were about to enter Chuck vs. The Podcast, the place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McFarland. Adam Baldwin. Sarah Lancaster. Interactive interviews. Julia Lane. Phil Clemmer. All the cast. Dixon High. Tony Hale. Scott Krinsky. Mark Christopher Lawrence. Anita Figueresi. Fun hosts. This is Mel. This is Liz. Now you can see how wacko we are. The writers. Ali Adler. Scott Rosenbaum. Zev Farrow. The editors. Matt Barber. Jeff Granville. Kevin Mock. Contests. We are giving away a Chuck press kit. The directors. Jason Lindsay. Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griff. The music. This is Tim Jones. Guest hosts. I'm Kaylee from Toronto. Conventions. Lights come up and here comes Jeffster out on stage. Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is Gray. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode 44, for Friday, March 19th, 2010. And we are so excited that today we get to bring you the last of the interviews that I taped in L.A. with none other than Sarah Lancaster, who plays Ellie Bartowski on Chuck. We're so excited to bring you this interview today and also to talk about what I think is a great episode that just aired, Chuck versus the Tic Tac. But first, the news. Well, we had a late breaking news item last week that Gray filled you in. We just wanted to remind everybody that Chuck will be at WonderCon in San Francisco on Sunday, April 4th. The panel's from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. p.m. And it's um, it's going to include so far confirmed. I mean, they always have the option of adding people. But so far confirmed, um, Josh Schwartz, Chris Spedak, Zachary Levi, Joshua Gomez, and Adam Baldwin will be on the panel. So if you are in the area or traveling in the area and wanted to check out the guys, then uh, that's WonderCon. And you can go to the website comic-con.org slash WC. And you can get more information and order tickets there. Um, and if you get a chance to go, let us know how it went. Share your pictures and stories with us. We'd love to hear about it. Mm-hmm. That's and quite it, a lineup, huh? Yeah. I do. And they often do have surprise guests, too. Indeed. It's so close to L.A., you never know who's going to end up being there. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could go. Yeah. Not Me too. Not uh, Macarts this time. Yeah. I know. I'm really, I'm still, I'm like 5% maybe possibly going to make it, but it's uh, a lot of logistics to work out for that to happen. So, mm. yeah. Well, we've got some ratings news that we probably should mention right away. Mm. Um yeah, uh, ratings news, uh, daylight savings time hit here, um, Mondays, Monday, or the Monday night shows, the eight o'clock shows, I should say, um, pretty hard. And both House and Chuck were affected. They both fell 17% in the 1849 demo, which is a, it's an ouch, but, um, we will rally for Chuck. That meant pulling a nine, well, 1.9 in the demo with, um, 5.78 million viewers so i don't know some people say it's daylight savings time some people say you know it's just i don't know what we were talking a little bit ago the weather it's been finally we've got a break it's springtime here and 
you know, the, the days are longer and people were out. I know that people in my neighborhood were out and about and uh, not in front of their TVs. So I don't know. Yeah, was- I, I totally agree. I mean, my, my daughter's on March break, we call it spring break. Mm-hmm. It happens in a lot of schools at this time. And that's the young demographic that the advertisers are looking at. So, I mean, you, you know, when house fell the exact same percentage that it's not unique to Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking a lot of people scooted out of town mm-hmm. for, for a while for the week. And, uh, like I said, just didn't want to spend time in front of the TV. And there is a pattern here. Of course, season one, the writer strike, uh, we didn't get Chuck a, a new Chuck during when, uh, the time change happened. But last year, if you remember, um, Chuck versus the beefcake aired and fans were pretty upset. And then the next week was lethal weapon, which was considerably better. But we fell to what was then the the record low. It was a 2.0 in the demo and I think a 5.89 million viewers tuned in. And uh, that happened to be the week of Daylight Savings mm-hmm. the, that that changed. And uh, some the other shows took a hit, not quite as much as what Chuck did. Um, but that was also the week that Dancing with the Stars premiered last year. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, two, two years in a row, Chuck's seen a hit uh, at 8 p.m., the day after the daylight savings time time change. So I don't know. People need to just program it into their phones. <laughs> Remember, yeah. Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. There's a body clock issue. I tell you what, I'm having a very difficult time. I'm supposed to go to lunch at work from twelve to one and it gets to be twelve o'clock and my body's just like, No. I'm not having lunch yet. So yeah. I don't know. That internal clock that we all have is just off, I guess. But we'll see. Um there's been a lot of discussion on Chuck TV and elsewhere. Uh, TVbythenumbers.com, of course, is where we get our information about the ratings. There's been a lot of discussion there as well. And they even put up a post talking about comparing the numbers uh, from last week versus this week as far as um, the the total number of viewers during the 8 p.m. hour, which they showed it did fall 9.5% between, last, between uh, March 8th and March 15th. So there is some data to back up the the daylight savings time theory but um there's been a lot of discussion and we just want to remind chuck fans that one week is not a trend and we fully anticipate next week the ratings will be back up and i'm excited to talk about last night's episode yeah me too too. it was really good so yeah Yeah. and and networks look at relative numbers so if if house performed significantly better percentage-wise or if it didn't drop as much for daylight savings time, then that that would be something. But the fact that they dropped by the same percentage, network's not worried. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. should also add that even with that much of a drop, Chuck was still NBC's number one show on Monday night. So yeah. see, so <laughs> speaking of relative, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, there you go. That's a good thing. Well, yeah. speaking of relative, this is going to be the weakest segue ever. Um, a relative <laughs> of Chuck. <laughs> is Ellie Bartowski, his sister, and uh, and she was a sweetie when I interviewed her in September, and we're going to go to that interview now. So I want to welcome Sarah Lancaster to our podcast. Yes, it's very great to have exciting. You with us. Thank you. Glad so to be here. What's your impression of season three so far? Um, season three so far, I mean... For us collectively as a cast, I know that uh, we were all really touched and flattered and moved by the fan support. 
so to be back um, is something obviously that we were all looking forward to and um, being able to communicate with the fans like this like we do is really unique to our show so I mean we just love being together so season three is an amped up version of season one and two. Yeah. Now, obviously, Ellie has some complications in her life now. How is how's the spy world affecting your relationship? With uh, yeah, Ellie? Ellie's life is a little bit more uh, complicated. She can't figure out why. But whereas before, in pre in you know previous seasons, uh, she kind of felt a sense of um, separateness from her and her brother, and now she feels it certainly with. Uh, Ryan's character, Captain Austin. So she feels like, you know, the two most important men in her life are keeping something from her. And she can't figure out what it is, but something's amiss, you know? How is Devin's involvement in the spy world affecting your relationship? Uh, well, I mean, obviously Ellie doesn't know about Devin's involvement in the spy world, and it just kind of feels how it feels as if it would if someone that you loved was keeping a big secret like that from you. You know, she senses like a certain separateness and he's lying to her and he's acting irrationally and he's lying all the time and uh, he's certainly not acting like his normal awesome self. So she can't quite figure out what is what. So she's frustrated right now. Mm -hmm. Now, you're, you're a very talented dancer. <laughs> um, are you able to use those skills this year? Uh, were you talking to my mother that said I was a talented <laughs> dancer? Um, Funny enough, I have been dancing a little this year. I don't know what I can talk. Can I talk about the dancing? Yeah, actually, I can air this after that episode. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had a lovely guest star, Amandasante, come in, who, uh, I mean, that, like, made my mother's millennium that he was there. But um, we had to, like, learn this kind of salsa routine, which I was excited about just to get out of my element because I'm always in the house. So I was excited to put on, like, a big dress and be out, like, in the spy world. But... The thing about it is that Ellie's not supposed to be able to know how to dance, so I didn't really get to like dance per se. It's kind of a, it's still a comedic, you know, routine. Mm -hmm. You know. Now, some fans have asked. Um, Ellie is a Bartowski. Can you imagine if you ever got the intersect in your head, what would happen? Oh God, um, I don't know. I don't know if Ellie has the temperament for it. <laughs> you know, like. Chuck is just kind of a nice, even keel guy. Ellie, when she's mad, you don't want to be in the room with Ellie when she's mad. Um, I don't, I can't even fathom it. I think I'd have to start learning how to use these. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now you, um, you have a lot of play with, with Devin about the spy world. Has that maybe lessened your um, uh, looking into Chuck's uh, spyness? Um, I think she's definitely got a plate full right now with, with Devin, and certainly because her and Devin have moved out of the house and Chuck's living with Morgan now, she's, uh, she's definitely kind of wrapped up in the problems that are going on in her own marriage and backed off from Chuck a little bit. Um, or maybe she just views it as a lost cause, like he's just going to work at the Vimore forever. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Chuck fil filming for season three will wrap actually before this airs. I know. Um, do you have any upcoming projects, things you can promote? No, I mean, we were kind of on pins and needles waiting, waiting to see what uh, what was going to happen with the show. And now we're back and we're here and we're here until December. Um, and after that, I don't know, I'm big on traveling and hanging out with my family and stuff. So I'm kind of firmly planted on one thing until, until it's not firmly planted, which I don't like to think about. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. We appreciate you being with us so much, and, and we you. love you on the show. Thank you. And we're back. 
I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I had fun interviewing her. Um, it was great to meet all of those people um, on the set, and uh, I can't wait till I can do it again. That, that was really, really cool. What a trip you had, Gray. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my right. gosh. It's like the Chuck dream trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it totally was. Totally was. Yeah. I, I'm doing it again if I, if I can. Well, Sarah is an absolute doll. She was our first mm-hmm. interview way back in uh, November of 2007, I believe it was, mm-hmm. right around Thanksgiving um, before we had done the podcast and just adored her. We didn't get a chance to talk to her at um, Comic-Con last year because she and Yvonne were the last two to get to our table and they had run out of time. But um, she did. We did talk a little bit um, and uh, we were she's she's just a real sweetheart. She's from my mm-hmm. area. Finally, somebody from my area, not <laughs> and she is yeah. she's a real sweetheart. So, um, yeah. but speaking of her uh, Ellie and Chuck's relationship, mm-hmm. we got some good stuff on that in the last couple of episodes, haven't we? We yeah. sure did. So we're gonna move into talking about episode ten of season three, Chuck versus the Tic Tac, and this was written by uh, new Chuck writers Rafe. Judkins and Lauren LeFranc and I have to say honestly and and, and they're not um super I I don't want to say super experienced writers but they they haven't done um a significant amount of TV yet at least according to their resumes on, on IMDb um uh, Rafe uh, wrote for My Own Worst Enemy and for um The 4400 and Law and Order um and Lauren All good shows Yeah Lauren wrote for um, just my own worst enemy. Um, so uh, they they don't necessarily have as many credits as maybe an Ali Adler, but they, they've been around a little bit. But man, I thought it was excellent writing last night. They handled that episode really well. There was a lot going on. I was mm-hmm. I remember I was trying to write up my thoughts afterwards on the Czech TV forum. And I just it was it's like there were three episodes worth of of action and character development and drama and humor. And I just, I finally just gave up and hit post. Cause just, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get it all in there. They, boy, they stuffed that 42 minutes until it was ready to burst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, it, it felt like an hour and a half. I know. I know it was. And yet, and yet you're not watching the clock. I know mm-hmm. I wasn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I did write some notes kind of uh, through the episode for the first time. I, I'm going to try to do this more um, just because I've, I find we, uh, we've, we even though we talk a lot about the episodes, we forget some things that uh, you, you don't see until the second or third time. And um, so this is the first episode that I immediately went to the DDR and rewatched it mm-hmm. immediately. I think that's the first time in the history of Czech I've done that. Yeah. And then, you know what I found? There, there are some really significant metaphors or or sort of symbols in in the episode like significant lines like say for instance at the very beginning um uh, colonel it's colonel keller mm-hmm. um he he talks about the tic tac reminding him of home and he, when you then jump to the end of the movie it, it it's a huge theme of the movie how casey um has this ex fiance and now a daughter, and it's this whole longing for home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the and a bunch of bunch of others. Uh, anyway, we'll get we'll get to a few of them, but um, it, it some really significant lines in the movie, mm-hmm. and a lot of significant developments. Mm-hmm. Um, I one thing I wanted to touch on right away was how wonderfully 
Chuck and Sarah seemed to feel they they seemed gleeful mm-hmm. that they got to go on this mission together and with Casey, um, you know, like the old days and that really came through on the screen. And then the second time when they needed to go um, to get Casey out mm-hmm. and the con that they pulled. Oh, on that the was Charles- brilliant. Carmichael fanboy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They have Stanley never... Fitzroy, son of yes. the king. <laughs> oh yeah, she knew that. Yeah. <laughs> but when when Sarah started clapping, oh and yeah, had that kind of smirk on her face. Yeah. I have never seen her be so playful. Well, I I even loved um when they were you know when uh, when Casey's apartment was being searched and mm-hmm. Chuck pulls her aside. That little interaction they had where um, where she kind of tests Chuck in terms of what are his real priorities and that the way her face softened when when she she realized he he was going to choose the good road. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was such an endearing moment. The good road meaning treason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the good road meaning because that, that he, he was he was choosing loyalty to friends over right. burning his friends. Right, yeah. Which is what she's seen him do with Manoush and, and seen him do more and more. Um, I mean, with Hannah, even. Yes, that was a, a wonderful moment for her to see that the check that she fell in love with, even though she didn't come right out and say that, the check that she fell in love with was still there. And then, of course, that led to that moment later on after Beckman had ordered them to bring him, bring Casey back, dead or alive, and they're, they're in Castle and getting their gear together. And she talks to him and she says... Mm-hmm. Don't ever lose your Chuckness, to paraphrase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that that set that scene up. And that was a really nice moment for him to, for her. If you remember when she uh, told Shaw her real name, the context was that she was nearing a breakdown because she was so worried about Chuck not being Chuck anymore. Mm-hmm. And he overheard that. Of course, she doesn't know. Well, she knows that he he knows her real name, but you, she can't be sure how much he heard. So it was really nice, I think, for her to just tell him point blank face to face what she was telling Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and we had a significant interaction there when um when she she voiced, I think, what a lot of people are fearing about about Chuck. Um, don't give up on the things that make you great. And he says, right. I'll always be that guy. Yeah. Which is a significant I- thing for later on mm-hmm. when we have that worrisome moment where he takes that pill. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some debate going on. Did the did the pill wear off that quickly? I don't think so. But did the no. pill wear off that quickly or was Sarah's presence what reached through and brought him back? She she's, she's from... his kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> Definitely. so. Definitely. Yeah. Although in this case it wasn't a bad thing, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. But to have that happen right after Casey had done exactly the same move but followed through and actually killed Colonel Keller. Mm-hmm. One handed the differences, yeah, the differences between Chuck and Casey, right there, the the real spy and the aspiring to be spy, or I don't even know if you can call Chuck that. I mean, he wants to be a spy, but he doesn't like all the as, as, aspects of being a spy. Yeah, all the he things, all the sacrifices. A, he needs know. to be a new kind of spy. Yeah, yeah. He needs to be his. Maybe own. that's the direction that we're going in. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, we, I, I know it's a spoiler, but not really. Uh, because it was in the preview for next week, and and I think definitely we're we're going to see that come to a head. He didn't want to take the gun uh, this time, and that was sort of a, a a gesture to say, "Hey, I'm not that kind of spy. 
but next week we're going to see him have to have to face that head on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not really going to have a choice. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of, to me, it was significant when Sarah was talking to him and she was still handing him the gun. Yeah. Kind of, but she was kind of hesitant about it. Are you, are you still, are you still my Chuck or are you the new Chuck? Yeah. And he pushes the gun back at her and says, no, don't worry. I'm yeah. still the old Chuck. <laughs> yeah. It was a little thing, but I don't know. I noticed it right away. Yeah. It was great to have uh, General Beckman back. Yeah. And in person, not just yeah. on screen. Yeah. In her littleness. Yes. Mm. Little bigness. Small but mighty. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And oh, how heartbreaking was it to, uh, for for her to have to fire Casey? You know, I gotta say, I think this is because of that final scene. Well, the whole, the whole thing all together, but mostly because of that final scene. This has got to be all in all my favorite Casey episode Mm -hmm. out of all three seasons. This is my favorite Casey episode. I, um, he had so much to deal with. You go back and you see Casey as Alex. Then you see his life change. And just to see all of that put together in one episode and Adam Baldwin handled that so well, just mm-hmm. the different changes. I mean, coming face to face with his fiance and a daughter, um, at the same time realizing these people don't know him. He's still a spy. These are two worlds that cannot come together. Um, gosh. Oh, and the and the tension. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It in more than one scene that when in that first scene where he was found out, yes, where, where Sarah's looking at the gun on the table and you're wondering what he's gonna do. Oh my goodness! The tension was thick in, was. in that scene, and then later on the confrontation in in Casey's apartment where Sarah's behind him with a gun and and he's got the gun on Chuck. Like you really didn't know where that was get where that was gonna go. No, I know that was just well played, well played all all around. Yeah, um, very beautifully intense moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very the, well directed, well acted. In that first scene that you were talking about, when Chuck accidentally spills the beans about Casey. For, I mean, it turned on a dime there from hilarious mm-hmm. to, oh, my gosh, is yeah. her going to shoot Casey? What's he going to do? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was brilliantly. That brilliantly was a pretty cool. shocking scene to me because of that, because of how quickly. For one thing, I did not expect Chuck to, to say anything. I really thought he was going to keep his pie <laughs> hole shut. <laughs> yeah. But you get why he did, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, totally. Absolutely. You know? It had to be that way, but it it still it shocked me. And then just as I was getting over that shock, whoa, we're into something else here. And wow, you know, I, <laughs> my finger it, was on pause. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually had to rewind uh, during one of the commercial breaks and go back and rewatch part of that scene mm-hmm. because I, just to make sure I had seen what I thought I had seen, you know, that, that Sarah was going for the gun and there was you know, because I was just kind of in, in a state of shock that the the that that could have possibly looked the way I thought it did. Mm-hmm. That it was a real, you know, it was a very real moment that she might end up having to shoot him, and that she was worried that he was going to go for the gun, which she clearly was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Now speaking about going for the gun, mm-hmm. we had I I think I think honestly some of the best fighting like hand-to-hand fighting sequences of yeah. any of the Chucks so far. 
Like we had and different types of, of martial arts. Yeah, yeah, and Sarah got to kick, but like finally, oh yeah. my goodness! And mm. she she was serious. Casey had some serious fighting, and in every single one was like the, the the style of the fighting with the Colonel was very different than the styles that that um, Chuck was using, and that and even how Chuck was fighting, even though he's had these mad intersect <laughs> skills um, this whole season, and yet you really felt like this was stronger martial arts like it was like like he's hitting the guy in the throat he's kicking that uh heavy thing into the guy's face and i mean gonna break this guy's neck and like you i really felt that the action was um was so well motivated by the situations Mm -hmm. clearly um um he had done that before um perfected it almost it looked like he's he's been practicing Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. And he and got ready to be for really, it. He was ready for it too. He was, and I think it had. It was more than just having taken that pill, mm-hmm. too. I think he was. I think he's been practicing off screen. Yeah. But you know, Zach got to be really physical in this episode. Yeah. Or his stunt double did one or the other. Yeah. Uh, I know he likes to do a lot of it himself. Yeah. So, but you know, at the beginning, he got to do his flips. Oh down yeah, that corridor. was fun. Yeah, with the kind of that Indiana Jones with the yeah. dark yeah. and. <laughs> And then the second time when he got to do it, and he smashed into that yeah. <laughs> glass. Yeah. Oh, even though we'd seen it in a preview, it oh, still had me still rolling. Great. And I the look on Sarah's it. face yeah. was just like, oh my god, was, that was beautiful. I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I just, oh, I and when when Sarah dropped down from under the car, yeah, was that not the coolest I thing? I loved it. That was yeah. really. Cool. That was yeah. so James Bond. Yeah. It yeah. was awesome. I totally love that scene. It was so cool. Yeah. It so, was nice to see Sarah Walker back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and the coolest thing is, like, it's very different when you're assigned a mission and when you're doing something for this personal motivation. Oh, that's true. They were so much more committed. Yeah. To uh, even even Chuck. I mean, I even though I knew that this episode was not the one where I actually killed someone, I had a moment of doubt there when he had that guy pinned up against the wall because he was he was committed he was in it 110 mm-hmm. percent and you know sarah was too she was ready to commit treason for casey yeah and um and casey of course was and th- this was a little bit of a plot hole for me although someone pointed out that possibly it was the entire theme of the episode and maybe i just missed it um that he was ready to commit treason for his his former fiance, even though he then told Chuck that he had made his choice between love and love of country several years earlier, mm-hmm. you know he just betrayed his country for love. Yeah, well, and, and I think I think they made that clear that that when Keller hung up the phone and he was still talking to his fiance, it was kind of he didn't really give up a hundred percent. Yeah, didn't give up on the love rather. Right. And that's what someone, um, I believe is on the Czech forum pointed out was that the, the, the theme then was that when it, you know, and then Casey told Chuck Walker's a, a good woman, you know, basically go for it. Don't make mm-hmm. the same choice I did. The, 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 the lesson to be learned is that even if you make that decision, the feelings don't go away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Chuck's got to find wonder- some way to do both. I found myself wondering if Casey would have reacted that way had he not ever known Chuck or ever 
had, you know, the first two seasons, all this mm-hmm. time with Chuck and, and Sarah, I just wonder if he would have handled it differently if he was just yeah. Joe spy. And what I was going to say is, uh, and we, we know he'll be back. He'll be back as a spy for sure at some point. And when he does, he knows how much he owes um, Chuck and, and Sarah now. Mm-hmm. He does. I was really moved by, we, we focus so much on Chuck and Sarah and, you know, we've been told to. Hmm. But the, the Casey and Sarah relationship, we got some really wonderful moments in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, she she called him John at one point, just very, um, which is a, a very uh, familiar intimate in in a friend way i don't want anybody to get the wrong idea there but you know it was an intimate moment between the two of them um and then at the end when chuck had to escort him away and he looked at casey turned and looked at sarah Hmm. for you know just this this long moment and like he wanted to give her a hug but he just couldn't do it Mm -mm. you know but there was i don't know there was something in that moment between the two of them that just uh, I think just really underscored the fact that the two of them have come a long way since they were trying to kill each other in, you know, the second episode of the series. Mm-hmm. They, they really do have a bond and th- it was upsetting. It was upsetting for the both of them to be, you know, broken apart as partners. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had a lot of great um, contrast between Casey's journey and Chuck's journey. And then we also had some contrast between Casey and Chuck and Morgan and his spy skills. <laughs> the little guy came through, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love his, his like microcosm spy world. <laughs> where, yeah. like, where he actually I takes... love that he felt like he has permission to spy on Casey now. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually turned out to be for the good, you know? Yeah. Good thing. It, it helped Chuck realized that the, the the colonel was working with the ring yeah um which apparently casey already knew and this this was funny on, on twitter um there was one moment there was one uh scene there where the music actually said dun 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 <laughs> and, and i mentioned that on twitter yeah. and then um uh, when when chuck is telling casey after their their aborted rescue attempt that uh, colonel keller is working for the ring and Casey says, I know. And then they cut to commercial. Uh-huh. And, you know, and so I tweeted, I know, dun, dun, dun. And Tim Jones responded to that. And he said, don't blame me for that one. <laughs> that was all Matt Barber. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> They're working together to give us the ominous beats there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's cute. I love the carrots in the stakeout. Yes. <laughs> I get hungry on stakeouts. Yeah, um, and then and then we've got um, Ellie and Devin, and some really really great. Uh, like I love that moment at the end where where she has made the decision that for him she's going to do Doctor Doctors Without Borders, and then he brings her in and says, "Congratulations, I messed up. You take the job." I mean, just some sweet moments. Mm-hmm. I like how these two are so willing to just compromise with each other in their relationship all the time. They know that they, I mean, these are two people who are um, clearly made the decision to walk a road side by side 
in a marriage. I love watching them. I love watching them together as a married couple even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I I have felt that uh, they they've sort of had nowhere to go the last few episodes, um, where Devin has has kind of hit this point where he can't deal with the spy world and. Ellie can't really go any further. So it was great that now we're getting some development in that relationship. And you can see that now they're going to be able to take this to new places that are going to be a lot more interesting. I really liked the visual of the two of them on their exercise bikes. Oh, the dueling (laughs) bicycles. Yes. They were fighting, but they are face to face. Yeah. They're hashing it out. They're sweating. Yeah. And they're, they're just, they're just duking it out in a very visual way. way. Yes. And then you contrast that with Chuck and Sarah, who cannot seem to find the, I don't know, the confidence in each other, the confidence in their relationship to face each other head on and have fights like that. Mm-hmm. No. Um, you know, because then later on, as as Ellie is talking with Chuck, she says, you know, Devin's the best choice I ever made. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, she's willing to do this Doctors Without Borders thing with him. Yeah. And then, but then he comes to her and says, you know, I'm sorry. Of course, you want to take your dream job. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was a really interesting comparison. We had, you know, Casey and his former fiance on one side, and then we had uh, Devin and Ellie on the other side as lessons, mm-hmm. lessons for Chuck. Yeah. I wish he did it. I wish we wouldn't have every episode. Someone has to tell him that he loves Sarah and he should go for it. <laughs> and he loves Sarah and he should go for it. Yeah. So I think maybe he should go to Sarah and say, I love you. Let's go for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're going to get <laughs> some more development in the next few episodes. Yes. And yes, we won't yes. say exactly what until you watch them. No. <laughs> Speaking of Sarah, we need to bring up the fact that she is now in D.C. Mm-hmm. Oh, in yes. Episode yeah. with her in D.C. She's gone with Beckman, uh, presumably has been giving a job, been offered a uh, a new job, a new station there in D.C. It was mentioned uh, at the beginning of the episode, that she was canceling a Casey assumed personal trip to see Shaw in DC. So there's a lot going on right there, and we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So watch next week and get all your friends to watch, and Twitter about watching, and Facebook about watching, and email about watching, and get everybody on the planet to watch Chuck. Yeah, and one more thing. Yep. One more thing. Mm hmm. That somebody pointed out on the Chuck forum, and I can't remember who it was, and I apologize to that person, but somebody mentioned that this is the first time that we have learned Ellie's specialty, and it just so happens that it's in neurology. I thought about that today. I thought I, in my third time watching the episode mm-hmm. on my more, on my afternoon commute, I thought about neurology, and once they get to season five or six, how that you know what's in Chuck's brain, that that'll be a time I don't know. <gasps> Oh, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So who knows? Season five? Possibly coincidental. I don't think we're going to have to wait that long. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not positive, but it seems like we're finding this out now for a reason. Yeah. And, uh, and the fact that she got this prestigious fellowship means that she's good at her job too. Yeah. So we've already seen. Devin's surgical skills come in handy for the team. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. It just seems to me, and as soon as this person pointed it out, it was just a light bulb that, oh my gosh, yeah. of course, of course. So, yeah. So we'll lots see. of food for thought. Yeah. But uh, we do need to move on. So Mel, you've got a message for us. 
I do. We want to thank our sponsors, moviemorons.com, which is a podcast for movies, and it's not about morons. And also syrianjunkies.de, which is the largest television site in Germany. If you need any info and you speak German about television, then you should check out syrianjunkies.de. Mm-hmm. And also moviemorons.com if you're a fan of film. Yep. And we're going to start to close out for our non-spoilery stuff. But I want to remind you to check out blip.tv. That's chuckpodcast.blip.tv. Um, for all of our back catalog of episodes, you can also go to chuckpodcast.com and find out more information about all the episodes that we've had. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Um, if you're watching this podcast, there's now little bits of information that are going along with the the pictures and so uh, there's all that kind of information but you can definitely follow us on twitter and get all the latest updates on chuck and on the podcast and lots of stuff like that absolutely and keep writing to us too keep sending in your questions and your comments on the show or whatever the actors are doing and um, you can send all those to mail at uh, chuckpodcast.com and uh, please keep them coming we love to hear from you Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on to spoilers, but before we do, I'll mention that uh, next up we have editor Kevin Mock, um, who is the last of the three editors who work on Chuck. So you're going to love that interview. That'll be next time, and uh, we'll also be covering the next episode of Chuck. So right now we're going to move on to the spoilers. So if you don't want to hear the spoilers, you don't have to do this with your fingers in your ears. You can just turn off the podcast now. Otherwise, you can keep on listening. Bye-bye. See you next time. And we're back. And we have a spoiler about episode 12, Chuck versus the American Hero, which is, you can see, a very special title for me. Um, I own one of the limited edition box sets for the original Greatest American Hero show, which clearly one of the Chuck writers is a fan of. So, <laughs> You know, Liz and I bumped into the stars at Comic-Con yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Very cool. They were wandering okay. around, and there they were. Yeah, so great job, Chuck writers. And uh, I guess I'll move on into that episode description. Chuck is determined to get his girl back. So we were talking about that a bit, and now we'll get more on that. Brandon Ruth guest stars. Um, Chuck has his pick of the best CIA agents for an undercover operation, but he only has eyes for one girl, and that, of course, is Sarah. Casey, Morgan, and Awesome team up to help Chuck win her back. (laughs) Yay! Oh, that cannot end well. (laughs) Yeah. Sarah Lancaster, Scott Krinsky, and Vic Sahai also star. Very, very cool. And if you recall, this would have been the penultimate episode of season three if they mm-hmm. hadn't received that back six order. So it's and, and I know they didn't have to tweak too much of it to make it work with the, the extended season. So it should be a doozy. Yep, Penultimate episodes are always good. Mm-hmm. We also have some spoilers, some teases from the latest spoiler column at fancast.com. Matt Mitovich, who was formerly with TV Guide, now is with Fancast, and he's got some juicy stuff for us. Um, He gets a question from Mike, who says um, he wants to know, basically, will we see Chuck make a play to win back Sarah? And Matt Mitovich says, let's just say that in next week's episode, which would be um, 
311, Chuck versus the final exam. Chuck brings up with Sarah that fateful train station rendezvous in Prague. Cue the waterworks. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So they are finally going to talk about it. It's about mm. time. Very cool. And then from Alicia Marie 76 on Twitter comes the question, is Chuck riding out Awesome and Ellie? I hope not. And Matt very humorously responds, that's what the show had me thinking too. Then again, I'm also the Patsy who believed Awesome had been killed off at the end of the season's third episode. Uh, next week, Ellie ponders her hubby's Doctors Without Borders plan. The decision she makes might not help your anxiety. Mm. Mm. Interesting. So, and if you recall, we had a spoiler last week about four people considering leaving Burbank. Two people do uh, end up leaving, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're off the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, make of that what you will. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I think we need to keep one of those posters like Chuck had on the back of his Tron poster <laughs> with all the yeah, little the tidbits chart. of information. The chart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think some people could have figured out some pretty important upcoming twists if they had done that yeah yeah they didn't i haven't seen it yet if you've got one of those posters (laughs) hey send us a picture oh i do have a uh, oh just a second Uh, another prop (laughs) i have man now i feel like totally unprepared because i don't have any props i know yeah nothing man uh, i'm not wearing blue 20th anniversary collector's edition of tron right here (laughs) So uh, I am thinking along the same wavelength as these writers. So awesome. anyway, I'm so jealous. Those are my props for today. Yeah. I'm so jealous. <laughs> you know, my my uncle who we we share a love of film and television. He actually has lived in West Hollywood for like 50 years. Um, he's he just recently sent me Tron. Uh-huh. So, Have you heard of this movie? You should watch it. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah. I have heard of that movie, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with geeking out. No, not at all. Especially all. on a Chuck podcast. See, now this is what, that's what we should be collecting at Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah. What? Things like that. Geek stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Getting our picture taken with William Cat. Oh. <laughs> should have done it. That yeah. Work. We should have. Cool. Anyway, I think that's all we have for this week. So we want to thank you for watching and or listening if you're of the driving type. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will, well, you'll see us next week and we will figuratively see you next week. That's right. And I just want to mention that I will be moonlighting on the Sarah Walker Fangirls podcast. So watch for that announcement to go up once they release that. It should be, oh, shortly, just a couple of days after Chuck versus the podcast comes out, I think is when they normally release there. So very cool. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye bye.